Hello, wise woman. I'm your host, Wanga Hanyani, and welcome to the Woman Wellness Podcast, a natural health resource for the woman who wants to take control of her life, heal herself, and live her best life. We'll talk about health, hormones, sexuality, fertility, skin, diet, lifestyle, and everything else in between to help you thrive as a modern-day woman with ancient wisdom. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the second last episode. Can you believe it's already been six episodes? It it feels longer, I think, because I do these now on a bi-weekly basis. Or I try to do it on a bi-weekly basis. Um, so it it feels longer, but I've really enjoyed this season. I think the feedback from this season has definitely been more interactive so I'm really happy about that I've learned a lot in terms of podcasting and just sharing information so I really hope um that we continue (laughs) um thank you for all the feedback the questions the comments I'm really happy that you guys are interacting that way and you are finding this information helpful it's encouraging for me I don't want to create content that doesn't help you I don't want to create content that's just you know for the sake of creating content I want it to be relevant and helpful to you so if it does that job then I'm really happy just yesterday I spoke to a lady who started making dietary changes after listening to the episode on how to eat for fertility and so she started making those changes and the first period that she had since she started making these changes has been a good experience for her because she had to constantly use a whole lot of painkillers. I think she said she had to go through a whole bottle during her period, but only this time um, she only had to use one painkiller. So I'm I'm really happy as in one tablet just on the first day and that was it, just from making dietary changes alone. So I'm really happy that the content is empowering for you and I really hope that um, it continues to be. So your response is what informs me in the type of content that you want and that you need. Because like I said, I don't want to just make content for the sake of making content, right? It has to be empowering. And with that being said, let's get into it. We will be talking about endometriosis and fertility. How can you improve your fertility while reversing endometriosis. I think it's worth saying that for these conditions um, like PCOS, which was the last episode, this um, endometriosis, and the next episode, which is fibroids, there's many other different ones, but I wanted to focus on the most common. When it comes to these hormonal conditions, it's so important to not overlook it and jump straight into the fertility aspect. There are women who have been pregnant while having these conditions. So this is why I made these, I'm making these episodes. But the point is to not just ignore the condition because the condition is also not comfortable, right? It, it affects your life in a certain way. And so I want you to also focus on healing your body, not just to get pregnant, but just to be healthy. Because a healthy you is healthy mommy, is a healthy partner, is a healthy employee, is a healthy just life. I want you to thrive in life. I don't want you to go through life 
experiencing all these conditions that take away from the quality of life. So what is endometriosis? Let's start with the definition of endometriosis. Endometriosis is when endometrial tissue, which is basically a uterine lining, grows outside of the uterus. It can grow anywhere within the pelvic wall, affecting the bowels, the bladder, ovaries, fallopian tubes, etc. And like the normal tissue, the normal endometrial lining that is within your uterus, it also responds to the hormonal changes. So it grows and breaks down um, just like your normal uterine lining, only that unlike your uterine lining, it cannot shed anywhere when your menstruation comes. So during menstruation, you have your period, that's uterine tissue that you're shedding off. But the tissue that's growing outside of your uterus, the endometriosis, cannot shed anywhere. And that's what causes the pain and inflammation because it's, it's not going anywhere. The cause for endometriosis is not really known um, what exactly causes it or triggers it, but there are certain conditions that have been linked with it. And that's inflammation. Where there's a lot of inflammation, women are likely to get endometriosis. An altered immune response, particularly autoimmune disease or hypothyroidism, is another one. Hormonal imbalances, particularly estrogen dominance, and this is where there's too much estrogen in comparison to progesterone or and or there's also too little progesterone. These are conditions that have been linked to endometriosis and can be a, a growth factor for endometriosis. There's also retrograde bleeding, which means that the blood and tissue is flowing back into the fallopian tubes instead of coming down and out of your body, as well as stress factors and dietary factors. Symptoms of endometriosis, the first and probably the most important symptom is the chronic pelvic pain. Because of all the growth and all the breaking down of tissue that is going nowhere, there is a lot of pain. There are some women who have endometriosis and don't even feel the pain and don't realize they have endometriosis. But more women experience serious chronic pelvic pain that they're having to stay on painkillers even when they're not menstruating. And this pain is not limited to the pelvis. It can go all the way up the stomach, all the way to the shoulders, down the back and the thighs. So it's a really painful and uncomfortable condition because it's, it can basically put you out for a couple of days just from extreme pain. Women who have endometriosis also experience pain during sex, during ovulation, uh, during bowel movements, during menstruation definitely, and mid-cycle that it can also experience spotting or any time during their cycle. Um, a swollen abdomen, intestinal gas, and probably of major concern is the recurrent vaginal and pelvic infections. So how does endometriosis affect fertility? There's three main concerns when it comes to fertility. The first one is inflammation. There's a lot of inflammation going on in the body. And that inflammation is one of the reasons why there's endometrial tissue growing outside of the uterus. 
and that inflammation from the endometrial tissue spreading can cause adhesions, it can cause scarring, it can cause blockages like in the fallopian tubes, which would affect an egg traveling to be down the fallopian tube to be fertilized or sperm traveling to meet the egg. And it can cause scarring, which would make implantation difficult. So inflammation creates quite a hostile environment for fertility or for fertilization and implantation. The second is an altered immune response. And this just means that due to the nature of the condition, it can trigger an autoimmune disease or it can trigger an irregular immune response in the body. Women who have endometriosis are at risk of developing hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's disease. And Hashimoto's disease is autoimmune hypothyroidism. So that's when the body's attacking itself. Now, the reason that that's a concern is that firstly, women are 10 times more likely to develop this condition than men. And it accounts for about 20% of miscarriages. So this is something that definitely cannot be ignored. And women who have endometriosis need to have proper immune support and proper immune function. So in autoimmune disease or in this heightened state of inflammation and infection, foreign tissue is attacked. So that's the endometrial tissue growing out in the abnormal places and the inner tissue that's growing in the right place in the uterus because it's still the same type of tissue. So there's no discrimination between, oh, this is the foreign tissue and this is the normal tissue. All tissue is attacked. When we have inflammation or an infection in the body, we have our immune cells called macrophages, which are basically pathogen cleaners. So they clean away or eat up um, bacteria, viruses, parasites, etc. This is a good response. Unfortunately, when there is endometriosis, these macrophages can be overstimulated or overactivated. And what that means is the macrophages can also end up killing off sperm that has not even fertilized the egg yet. And they also release chemicals that are toxic to sperm and embryos. So that again creates a hostile environment for fertilization. And the third major concern is hormonal dysregulation. This comes in two parts. As I mentioned earlier, one of the main causes or one of the main conditions that are linked to endometriosis is estrogen dominance. Too much estrogen in comparison to progesterone and also just low progesterone in general. Women who have low progesterone have fertility issues because progesterone is what takes over in the second half of your cycle after ovulation. And that is what is the mother maker. It's what supports healthy fertilization, implantation, and a healthy pregnancy and a sustained pregnancy. So low progesterone is not something that any woman needs to be having when they're trying to conceive or when they're pregnant. Also, excess estrogen can cause inflammation and pain. So women who have estrogen-dominant conditions like endometriosis, like fibroids, tend to have a lot of inflammation in the body. So that's the first type of hormonal dysregulation that occurs in women who have endometriosis. The second one is 
Luteinized Unruptured Follicle Syndrome, an insufficiency of luteinizing hormone. Luteinizing hormone is a hormone that surges to stimulate ovulation whenever your cycle is at the point where you're about to ovulate. What causes that ovulation is the luteinizing hormone. If there is an insufficiency of luteinizing hormone, what occurs is what is called the trapped egg syndrome. It means that there was luteinizing hormone, but there wasn't enough to get the egg released. So the egg matured in the follicle. It was ready to be released, but there just wasn't enough luteinizing hormone to finish the process. And so women with endometriosis are at a higher risk of developing this. And so when this happens, then pregnancy cannot occur because there, there was no egg that was released. The egg was there, but it just was not released. And so those are the main concerns when it comes to endometriosis and fertility. Now let's look at the stem well approach. If you're just tuning in or this is your first episode um, that you're listening to, the stem well natural fertility protocol is a natural fertility plan that I created. And this focuses on holistic measures that involve diet, exercise, lifestyle, herbs, supplements, and other practices that support natural fertility and help prepare your body in the first three months, so in the premester leading up to pregnancy. I implement the full version of this protocol when I'm working one-on-one with women in my coaching, but what I'm about to share here and what I've shared in the past episodes are part of the Stemmel Natural Fertility Protocol. If you're interested in working one-on-one with me to heal your body, reverse your hormonal conditions, and improve your fertility, then you're welcome to book a consultation with me and we can get you started. So let's start with sleep and rest. Women who have endometriosis are obviously going through quite a bit of stress, right? Because they're feeling pain all the time. Can they be able to go to work? Can they be able to look after their families? Can they be able to just get through a day? Those are all stresses for them. There's also the digestive stress. So there's emotional stress as well, chemical stress, because they're using painkillers to just manage the pain. The body does not differentiate stress, whether it's physical, chemical, digestive, or emotional. It just reads stress as stress. And so the first thing is, in a woman with endometriosis, is we want to improve sleep quality. Reason being is we want her to get rest. We want her to be at peace. We want her to actually enjoy her sleep. Melatonin is a sleep hormone that is only made when we're asleep right? And it's a strong antioxidant. I'm sure you know by now, if you've been following the episodes, you know that melatonin is also found in the follicles that are hosting the egg that will be ovulated. So it's important to make sure that there's proper melatonin production. And that's by improving the sleep aspect and the restful aspect of their health. Melatonin also fights inflammation in the body. So that's why it's really needed here. Stress also lowers progesterone. It depletes progesterone. I wrote an article on the website about the hormonal heist, how your body chooses survival over fertility. And what happens is when we are stressed, regardless of what the cause of the stress is, our body is depleted of progesterone to be able to make our stress hormone cortisol. 
So managing stress in this regard is what can help a woman with endometriosis have hormone balance. Thirdly, stress also depletes selenium and magnesium. These are both needed for proper thyroid function. Remember hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease. If thyroid function is not optimal, then women with endometriosis are at risk of developing hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. So selenium and magnesium are very important in that nature. They're needed for proper immune support and fighting inflammation. This happens when the thyroid is functioning well. And magnesium is a natural painkiller as well. So it helps relieve pain in the body. When it comes to managing this aspect of endometriosis, the, the, the stress and the toll of the stress on the body, I strongly recommend using herbals and supplements because this is how we can help the body come out of stress, help you relax, help you sleep, take the pain away and just help you feel better. One of the products that I definitely would recommend is Harmony. Harmony is our hormone support product and it definitely supports pain relief while at the same time it's providing hormone support. It's helping you balance the hormones by detoxing excess estrogen and then also boosting progesterone. So we're not just dealing with the pain, but we're also supporting the hormone balance. I have one lady that uses Harmony. She has endometriosis and she talks of whenever she uses it, there's this instant calm, just relief from pain when she uses Harmony. And that's exactly what it was designed to do. When I made this product, I understood that if there's a hormonal condition, there's likely discomfort, inflammation, or pain. So I included deliberately herbs that also help to relieve pain and just help buffer some of that stress. The other reason why using Harmony is probably better than going for a painkiller. And of course, you know, if you're really in extreme pain, then you definitely need to do something that just helps you feel better. But the advantage of using a natural painkiller is that it doesn't interfere with the ovulation process. Painkillers, the conventional painkillers, also contribute to the trapped egg syndrome. Using natural pain relief as opposed to normal painkillers has that advantage, especially if you already have endometriosis. We don't want to make the ovulation process more complicated. Another product that I would recommend is an adaptogen. An adaptogen helps buffer the body from stress it literally means what the word says adapt helping you buffer stress helping you just feel better and process better and also supports hormone balance and that's the vitality blend from our product line all these products that i'm talking about they are available in our online store and we're taking orders which will be delivered as soon as level three is implemented if you're working one-on-one -on -one with me this is where I'll be putting in a sleep formula just to help the quality of sleep because we want that melatonin. So I'll be looking at herbs like um, St. John's wort, lemon balm, passion flower. These are all herbs that help ease you into sleep, help relax you. And one supplement that I would certainly recommend for endometriosis is a knack. Knack is N-acetylcysteine. It's an antioxidant that particularly fights endometrial inflammation. So this is good for 
endometriosis, fibroids, and adenomyosis, where there is inflammation or irritation within the endometrial lining. If you have endometriosis, talk to your doctor and get napped. When it comes to diet, I mentioned that one of the other triggers for endometriosis is diet. Women who eat a high-protein diet, women who eat a lot of red meat, a lot of starch, and eat a lot of saturated fats or trans fats are more likely to develop endometriosis or can exacerbate the endometriosis condition. So the first thing that you want to focus on in diet is getting in more essential fatty acids. And they mean just that they are essential. Essential fatty acids are anti-inflammatory to the body. So they basically put the fire out. Um, they are needed for healthy hormone production. And so a low-fat diet or a bad-fat diet means that we're not having the good quality fats that will make good hormones. Essential fatty acids are also particularly good at improving pelvic circulation, which is also what we want when you have endometriosis or fibroids. You need to make sure that there's proper blood flow to the pelvic area, in particular the uterus. Baked foods, the pastries, you know, pies, um, donuts, bread, etc. Those are inflammatory to the body and can exacerbate your endometriosis. The healthy fats that we want to focus on are coconut, olive, avocados, and their oils if you're going to cook with them, and nuts, and seeds like pumpkin in particular will help boost that progesterone. Almonds, walnuts, those all are rich in essential fatty acids and will support healthy follicle function, which means that we're decreasing the chances of trapped egg syndrome. Next is cruciferous vegetables. These are your cabbages, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, etc. They have a chemical component called DIM. Even as a chemist, I still forget about how to say the whole word. But in short, it's called DIM and helps to clear excess estrogen from the body, which is what we really need. The added benefit of eating these vegetables, you get fiber in the body. Fiber is what helps to heal your gut and improve bowel movement, which women with endometriosis can have trouble with or can have pain during. And thirdly, this, this phytochemical within these vegetables is anti-cancer. Cancer is one of the risk factors for endometriosis. So making sure that your diet is loaded in foods that are antioxidants and foods that are anti-cancer is really good because we want to keep that risk low. Then we look at antioxidants like selenium and magnesium. Selenium, as a rule of thumb, this is not limited, this is not strict, but selenium is generally found in white foods. So bananas, mushrooms, garlic, onion, uh, brown rice, nuts, sunflower seeds. Brazil nuts in particular have a good amount of selenium. They are expensive, which really sucks, but Google more foods that are rich in selenium. I do not recommend supplementing with selenium until you talk with your doctor because selenium is really only needed in small, minute amounts. And taking too much selenium can have an opposite effect, what we don't want. So I prefer dietary intake of selenium more than supplementation. Selenium is really needed during egg production 
Uh, it also lowers birth defects and lowers risk of miscarriages. And it takes care of your thyroid, as I mentioned earlier. Magnesium, the natural painkiller, is very much needed in egg production as well. It has synergistic effects with selenium. So making sure that you're getting both selenium and magnesium will help your egg production, will help your thyroid health, um, will support progesterone production and blood supply to your uterus. Make sure that there's good circulation there. Magnesium will also reduce the pain and discomfort that you would feel in the body. My favorite thing to do is when I'm on my period, if I'm having discomfort, is to drink um, molasses tea, blackstrap molasses, because they're rich in magnesium. If you are anemic as well, then blackstrap molasses is going to be very beneficial for you. Drinking those at night especially will help. For a woman with anemia or heavy bleeding as well, what I do is I make a blood building tonic for them that they mix with the molasses and drink at night. And that's a more natural way of building the blood as opposed to taking iron tablets, which can be constipating and we're trying to reduce the chemical load on the body in terms of synthetic medications. So this is, that's one of the main ways that you can build the blood. And it's also good for pregnant women. Magnesium is also found in leafy green vegetables. So the cabbages, again, broccoli, avocados, nuts, seeds, legumes like chickpeas and kidney beans also have magnesium. Again, just go and Google the list and find the foods that are rich in magnesium that in, you can incorporate into your diet. And remember, the tips that I'm giving here are not aside from what we've talked about in the first four episodes, where we talked about tracking your fertility, eating for fertility, supplements, herbs for fertility, etc. So go back to the first four episodes, catch up on those, and then add this episode if you have endometriosis. Add these tips on top of that, and that gives you a more personalized plan to dealing with your endometriosis and improving your fertility. NAC. NAC, I've talked about it as a supplement, but NAC is made from amino acids. Amino acids are found in particularly plant-based proteins, and these are basically your legumes, so the chickpeas, the kidney beans. They have the cysteine, which now converts and makes an acetylcysteine. So if you want to improve the quality, if you want to make sure that you're making enough NAC to fight off inflammation and endometrial inflammation in particular, then I'll reduce the red meats and increase the plant-based proteins, eating more beans and legumes. It goes without saying that alcohol, caffeine, sugar are extremely inflammatory to the body and should not be part of an endometriosis diet. When it comes to mindful movement, pelvic circulation is extremely important in endometriosis because stagnant waters breed disease. So we want to make sure that a woman who has endometriosis is constantly moving. All exercise is good, but depending on your condition, some exercise could be harmful for you. For example, women with PCOS have shown to benefit more from weight training and interval training, right? That's the exercise that best helps them because of their hormonal imbalances. 
whereas women with endometriosis benefit more from pelvic and core exercises because this helps with the circulation and helps ease pain. So look at more gentle exercises for endometriosis and even fibroids. Work on the core circulation. Yes, exercise and move your whole body, but focus on your core. The main thing that you want to achieve in core exercises is to help reduce the occurrence of blockages from inflammation, infections, and mucus within the fallopian tubes and just within the whole uterus and to improve flexibility of your reproductive system. This also helps in terms of stress management. If you are not on our Instagram page, hop on over, well not now, finish the episode, <laughs> and um, to any our mindful movement instructor, made a short yoga video for you, very easy to follow, that helps you improve core circulation and warm up your uterus both of which are extremely important in conditions like endometriosis, fibroids, and any, and any condition where you experience pain within your pelvis. So this helps to reduce inflammation, reduce the pain, and get things flowing normally. This is also another time where I would recommend herbs to improve circulation. So one would be Eleuthero or Siberian ginseng, which is in our Harmony product. And then uh, Dong Kwai is a Chinese herb that I use for women who have pelvic pain or have blood issues. So either heavy bleeding, anemia, etc. that's one that I use there. Ginger is a good one for warming the uterus as well. And Ladies Mantle. Ladies Mantle is really about toning and strengthening the uterus to improve menstruation. Another thing that I do in terms of relieving pain and discomfort where there's pelvic pain of any nature, whether it's fibroids, endometriosis, etc., I would encourage a sitz bath. And a sitz bath is where I make a herbal blend that you sit in to soak in and let those herbs relieve that pain, relieve that tension. Now, finally, what are the things that you need to focus on when you're trying to conceive with endometriosis? On top of everything that we've already recommended to do in the first four episodes in terms of tracking your fertility, a few important things to note is that your basal body temperature as a woman with endometriosis may be a little bit lower than usual. So this is where using herbals to warm up the body to improve circulation would be of help to you. Secondly, when it comes to basal body temperature, this is also a good indicator to see how well your thyroid is working. A low temperature is a good indicator that there may be something going on with your thyroid that you need to get checked out. And when you go and ask your doctor for a thyroid panel, you need to ask to insist a full thyroid panel and not just TSH. You want the full thyroid panel and that will tell you and your doctor if you're actually making enough thyroid hormone, if you're converting the thyroid hormone, if you're utilizing it properly. Just ask the doctor to do a full thyroid panel on you. Because women who have endometriosis um, tend to feel pain at ovulation, 
even though it's uncomfortable, it's a good indicator for you to know when you're ovulating, to time your sex and to improve your chances of actually conceiving. It will help you know if you're ovulating or if you're having the symptoms of ovulation but not releasing the egg. So there's two herbs that are really good in terms of reducing the chances of a trapped egg. And the first one is Vitex, which supports hormone production, progesterone in particular. If we have good progesterone, then we're likely to have a proper ovulation phase. So Vitex is, is one of those. And Vitex is one of the main ingredients in our harmony tincture, which is the hormone support for women. Then the second one is Tribulus. I've talked about Tribulus lots of times. It's also available in the online store. And Tribulus helps with the follicular phase, which is the first half of your cycle. It helps with building healthy follicles and egg quality, which reduces the chances of having a trapped egg. We talked about BBT, we talked about cervical mucus, we talked about cervical position. With endometriosis, I would refrain from using the cervical position method. Reason being that because you're already prone to getting infections and there's inflammation, this can be actually uncomfortable for you or may increase your chances of getting a vaginal infection. So I would stay away from doing cervical position method and just focus on BBT and cervical mucus. I think those two alone would help you immensely in terms of tracking your fertility while you have endometriosis. So all the methods that I've shared here, all the tips, all the practices are really aimed at relieving pain in the body, which is so important, and then reducing inflammation and supporting an immune, your immune system while balancing your hormones. And once you start doing this, the body will start to heal itself. And as you do that, this will increase chances of you actually getting pregnant having a healthy implantation and a sustained pregnancy because it's not just about preparing but we also want to make sure that when you when you do get pregnant you have a healthy pregnancy that you carry to full term if you're interested in doing one-on-one coaching with me um, if you need help with balancing your hormones or reversing your endometriosis symptoms and improving your fertility then you're welcome to book a consultation with me at any time, the link will be down below in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you in the last episode, in the season finale, in which we'll be covering fibroids and fertility. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to know more about Women Wellness, check out our website and all the resources available to you. Just a reminder that all information shared is for education purposes only and must not be substituted for medical attention. That being said, remember that true health starts with what you eat, drink, and how you choose to live life every day. So choose wisely. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to rate, review, and share this episode. Until next week, be well.